Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of For What It's Nerd. It is around 3 a.m. on Sunday morning. Uh, I'm recording this because I can't sleep right now because I uh, I slept through most of Saturday and then went to sleep as normal on Sunday and woke up at like 1 a.m. and I was like, oh, shit. And, and anyway, beyond the point, but what I'm trying to say is, yes, I'm recording this incredibly early um, and you guys are probably going to be in for some rambling. Um, if you like that sort of thing, enjoy. If you don't, deal with it, I guess. Um, but so with that said, um, what I kind of want to talk about today is streaming um, TV shows and uh, why I kind of think they're coming back at the moment. Um, the general consensus right now is that we have four shows that are coming out that are really cutting edge, right? Um, and we've had many other shows recently as well that have come out that are kind of the same. But um, to kind of to start with, let's talk about the four that are coming out right now, which is She-Hulk and uh, um, Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. Now, I can't talk too much about House of the Dragon because I am um, I have, have not watched Game of Thrones, which is heathen talk, I know. I apologize for that. One day I will get around to it, and I'm sure I'll have a lot to say. But um, for now, I can't talk about it too much, apart from the fact that I know it is very well received at the moment, and that's great, and I'm glad for that. Um, it's always nice to know that people are getting a show that they like. Um, but yeah, so I'll be talking mainly about the three, but know that I am aware of House of the Dragon and I am aware of how well it's doing at the moment. Um, so what I kind of want to say really is that I think streaming in a sense is coming back. Uh, I know that sounds weird to say because it never really went anywhere, but I feel like for a long time we were kind of sitting in mediocrity. We've got one kind of show a year that was kind of decent or maybe two or three, but you know, they weren't all, some of them were obscure and you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, Netflix very much became, for example, churning out like just any old shit to, to put an original on the platform. Um, you know, not saying that Netflix doesn't have good stuff, you know, um, Stranger Things season four came out recently and Sandman as well, which is also um, fun. I, I enjoy both of the, both of those. But um, you know, for every, for every Sandman, you had something like The Witcher season two, which I'm not even going to comment on. But yeah, so I feel like right now we're in a kind of really cool spot. I mean, especially because now, as um, as fans of these fan fandoms, as fans of these. Um, IPs, these franchises. Right now, if you're watching all three, you're essentially watching something now on a Wednesday with Andor, Thursday with She-Hulk, and Friday with Rings of Power, which is really fun. It's really nice to have a kind of a defined, I'm going to watch these this week thing, right? It's nice to have them spread out like that as well, so you can kind of enjoy your week with a nice pace of new shows. Um, and like you can have some discourse about each across the week because of that as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I think personally we're in a kind of a streaming renaissance. I, I, that might sound a bit extreme. And again, I'm not saying that it's like we've had literally nothing good for years because that's not true necessarily. But you, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so I think, I think it's great right now. And I think, you know, Andor and She-Hulk especially are, are very much pushing the boat out there. 
a lot of people will disagree about there we go there's the 3 a.m uh incomprehensibility coming in um uh i think some people might disagree on she hulk being ambitious slash good because of a lot of uh prejudice around the show let's just put it that way uh same for rings of power on some levels but i, I personally am enjoying all three i think they're all very very interesting and very unique as well you know you've got um, so it's very high fantasy with Rings of Power, and I'm really enjoying that. I don't think we've got anything sort of that kind of high fantasy in a while now. Um, that, that, that feels unique as well, because you know you can you can you can churn out um, standard fantasy um, very easily, um, usually by using Tolkien as shorthand, which I find hilarious. But anyway, um, so yeah, I think Rings of Power is really fun. I think She-Hulk is irreverent and funny and cutesy and that's that's great it's also marvel so i mean you know fun um and and or the newest entry but with three episodes already so we do kind of understand like you know i mean that's that's a good um grip you know that's usually the point that i say a show is good or bad after three episodes so i feel like Andor is a really good example of a great start to a show um i know it's had some criticism around it being slow to start but I mean, how do I put it? I'd agree if we were having to wait three weeks for those episodes, maybe. But we, we got them all at once. And I feel like it was edited in that way. I feel like it was kind of like they knew that they were going to change the dates and then they decided how to edit the episodes to that. Um, and that, that feels very much intentional that these three are kind of a slow burn and finishes kind of like a, a movie set piece where like the ending is kind of the beginning, so to speak, for the next episode um but but what i'm trying to say is that these three shows are very out there in terms of what they're doing and, and being different and being you know um unique in the market at the, at the given point and also all having room to breathe um despite only being a day apart in terms of you know airing they all have room to breathe in terms of their content you know there's, there's nothing too similar going on in these shows they're all very different you know you, you know when you're in middle earth versus versus uh, on ferrix for example um uh no I, I think it's good and i think you've got a lot of fun actor performances going on at the moment i think you've got a lot of um fun uh, potentiality going forward um and it's nice because i feel like for a long time um you know I, I, there's been there's been contests and disappointments surrounding stuff like let's say um obi-wan i liked obi-wan but i know a lot of people had gripes and, and not all of them are incorrect um and um the same with something like um boba fett which i had a lot more issues with i will admit uh, and even Mandalorian to an extent, like I'm not, I don't hate Mandalorian. Season two was very fun. I did enjoy season two and I am looking forward to season three, but Mandalorian isn't like something that I put on, on a, on a pedestal, the same as other people do, even though it's funny because I literally have Mandalorian stuff behind me. Anyway, beyond the point, um, what I'm trying to say is that I think Andor steps outside of the box of, of the Star Wars shows and She-Hulk is doing the same. Um, bar one division it's the one that's took the most risks so far so to speak and um i feel like rings of power is something that like is very new right because i feel like a lot of the rings media has really not existed until until this like i mean obviously there's been things there's been games etc but a lot of the rings really took a, a back seat for a lot of years and i feel like it's nice to see it get something and i kind of i kind of want more i kind of like i'm like give me more like i want to ingest 
more Lord of the Rings in on on a visual in a visual medium. And I know obviously I believe it's five seasons they have planned or something akin to that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to the, the future of these shows because they're starting out quite strong, which I think again is something that we haven't had for a while in the same kind of vein as we are right now with a number of good shows and a number of things to watch. I think it's nice to kind of almost be drowning in good content for a change instead of drowning in mediocrity, which I think happens a lot. And I know that's what streaming is to an extent, right? Get as many shows out as you can, as quickly as you can. I mean, that's kind of what Netflix did for a lot of years. And I feel like Marvel started to slightly go that way with some of the shows. I, I don't dislike any of the shows, but I don't, like if I was to rate my Marvel projects, I don't think all of the shows would reach the heights of some of the other stuff. Like some of them would, some of them would. But I don't think, I think some shows are better than some movies, but I don't think most movies, I think there's a lot of movies that are still better than a lot, the most of the shows, if that makes sense. But yeah, overall, I think we're in a really strong position um, show-wise. And, and I feel like, I feel like it's interesting because that is over movies. I mean, in terms of, um, of Star Wars, for example, and by over movies, I don't mean that they're better than movies. I mean that shows seem to be succeeding better than movies at the moment. I mean, obviously, we are still coming out of a pandemic, so there's part part of that to play into it. But also, I feel like Star Wars, right? Star Wars has really took a backseat on movies because they feel like their streaming shows are actually doing better for them. And I, I think that could have been done better. I think they could put a little bit more time or a few more episodes into some of these shows and that's why i'm happy andor is 12 episodes long i mean compared to a normal season of a show we're actually getting sort of like um it's sort of akin to what like four episodes of a marvel show four seasons of a marvel show should i say so like i i think 24 episodes over two seasons is the right amount um and like i think that's because you know i i think you know, we've seen a lot of developments in TV shows recently over the, well, not recently, but over the past, I don't know, six, seven years, something like that. Uh, a movement from 22 episodes because of like cable TV in America and that sort of thing. Um, and like splitting that up to into mid seasons because of, you know, certain things. I, I don't understand it fully because American TV, but, um, and I'm, I'm from the UK, funnily enough, but, um, yeah, so from 22 episodes and then Netflix started to kind of originate the 12 episode um format now without a kind of six which i don't think is an issue i think if you've got a story to tell that can be done in six episodes then do it right but if the story could benefit from a little bit more, little bit more fleshing out to eight episodes or also 10 or, or even sometimes like for example daredevil is going to be 18 now if that makes sense if that feels natural that feels fun for the character because for example daredevil has a lot of characters that he can kind of mesh with and interact with and there's a lot of storylines that could go on there because you have the hand you have punisher you have kingpin you have bullseye you have spider-man could show up which i don't think so but you know what i mean spider-man could show up you have she hulk could show up because of the the link to she hulk in the current show you have luke cage jessica jones uh, did i say punisher i think i did but anyway i'll say it again i am fist you know uh electra uh, i think i said electra I, I remember what i've said and i haven't now but what i'm trying to say is that with daredevil there's a lot more potentiality for things to happen in an episode that feels more like impactful but could also be filler ish not filler full but filler ish if that makes sense um but yeah no i think there's a lot of there's a lot of um 
how do I put it, experimentation going on right now and it feels artistic that's the thing it doesn't feel so much corporate um i mean there's obviously a corporate push behind it because what corporate realizes over time and what corporations realize over time and and studios etc is that what actually works for them and then they, they they will backtrack on this eventually by the way but what actually works for them in the time being is is to listen to fans because i think this this kind of comes off the back of stuff like hbo um, Max getting a lot of its stuff cut um, because of Warner Brothers um, and their tax write-offs, etc., and like cancelling um, Batgirl and stuff like that. I think companies realise now that hey, um, if fans don't like our stuff or don't like the decisions we make, we might be we might be kind of effed. Um, and you know, so I think there's a, there's a kind of a movement at the moment. I don't think it'll be forever. I don't think it's like a big industry change to where suddenly everything's going to be great all the time. But I think there's a shift at the moment to really trying to please fans. And I'm not in the sense of like, oh, let's hit target goals, but like, let's be, let's let our creatives be creative. Um, I think that's what I'm seeing with these shows that I've got in front of me right now. Some people probably disagree. Some people will say they probably have no heart. Um, I think they do. I think they have a lot of heart and a lot of intrigue and a lot of interest. And I think that's what's good about right now. I think right now creativity is on the rise. And it's very nice because I think for a lot of years, I mean, those two years during COVID, we had um, kind of go with the flow. I think that was kind of the, the vibe there. Yes, things changed in terms of how we consumed media, but it didn't change in terms of how the media was being given. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the media itself didn't change. Our consumption of it did. Now I think it's going the other way. Our consumption is a certain way, and the media itself is trying to catch up and be more what we need right now and what we want right now. And I think so. I think the zeitgeist, I hate to use that word, but I think it's very relevant in this point, uh, at this point. The zeitgeist is that TV is moving right now. TV is moving rapidly into a new vein and um i'm hoping it keeps up i'm hoping i mean mandalorian season three is probably a no-brainer for being great but uh, we have bad batch coming up we have tales of the jedi coming up um that's from star wars then uh marvel obviously i, I in fact what are the shows from marvel next year agatha which i'm very excited for i know a lot of people don't are excited about that but i will refer to people not being excited about agatha in the same way that people weren't excited about miss marvel and shield just gonna say uh, I'm just going to say, um, Echo, yes, Echo, which I think, again, people are saying, like, oh, no one cares. Well, I do. Thank you. Um, and uh, the other one was Dead but like I said before, Dead So and those are the three shows next year. I think it might even be a fourth one that I'm forgetting at this moment. But, yeah, I'm very... Oh, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, which is going to be, like, I think Secret Invasion. I think Secret Invasion might be, like, one of those MCU projects that just blows everything out of the water. I think it's going to be very fun very exciting i think people are going to really enjoy it is iron heart coming next year as well anyway what i'm trying to say is there's a lot of big different shows coming with a lot of different vibes and a lot of like for example secret invasion is going to be different because i feel like what secret invasion does is is it moves away from the formula of just one hero i mean the title itself right secret invasion is like it's one of the few mcu projects that don't have um like a, a, a hero or a team name as the the the, the movie the kind of the the, the project name I, I i can't even think of any others that, that don't actually 
is secret invasion the only one well what if kind of counts i suppose so that that's like like basically most of the shows you know stick to the format of we're gonna follow this one character whereas like even though secret invasion is nick fury's show essentially um it's moving into this vein of like hey other people can be interesting in the same show as this one person which i feel is something that has been critiqued a lot in marvel for years not just with the streaming stuff but generally like oh you know Iron Man's fighting this guy in the middle of, you know, um, New York. Why isn't Captain America helping? Why isn't Black Widow helping? Or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, there's this thing of, like, why aren't these other characters coming into play? And I get it. I get it. It makes sense. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously, movies movies are as movies do, and you can't really take away, undercut. Like, you could easily undercut every movie by having Doctor Strange show up and finishing off the villain, for example. But that's not fun, right? So you have to suspend disbelief to an extent, but I think sometimes it can be fun to kind of go, oh, well, actually, we will do that. We will have, like, for example, War Machine and Everett Ross and, and you know, new characters and Nick Fury and Maria Hill all show up in the same show, which essentially is characters from Avengers, um, Black Panther, um, or Ben Mendelsohn as well, so Captain Marvel, um, and then like Iron Man himself, like like there's a lot of characters coming into this that is like, like this feels like a, like a true sense of what Marvel is or should be, um, in the vein of an Avengers movie or in the vein of just connectivity in general. It feels very much like Iron Man two when Black Widow came into the movie. That was like that's what people liked about Iron Man, Iron Man two, and and and, and you know the Coulson and all that type of stuff. So I think that's what I'm glad that Marvel is getting back to. In terms of Lord of the Rings, um, obviously there's, there's not really anything in the works right now, I, I don't believe, apart from the show, um, Rings of Power, but um, I think there's potential there, depending, depending on how it goes, that they could do some spin-offs or some kind of alternate extra content. I mean, for example, what you're seeing with The Witcher right now is that The Witcher is getting a new show, uh, Witcher Blood Origin, in December of this year, and then the second, the third season, sorry, of Witcher is, is releasing in summer 2023. Now, uh, I'll admit, Witcher kind of fell off with me with me for season two. I will watch season three and I will watch Blood Origin as well. But I don't have the same um, hope as I do with these shows, which is, again, testament to the fact that I don't think all of this is changing overnight. And I don't think all of this will change and stay changed. But, um, yeah, what I'm trying to say is that The Witcher very much went, okay, we can do another show here and we can do an anime like movie and like you know we'll do we'll do these things and we'll see if they they kind of hit the mark and i think that's what i think other franchises are now catching up on that haven't been doing it for a while you know lord of the rings is one of them uh, and i feel like now obviously we're getting it with um game of thrones as well which again i've not watched yet but you know we are we have got a spin-off now with house of the dragon so what i'm trying to say i think is that i think streaming is back on the uptick um which is weird to say because we had it for two years where pretty much everyone was streaming stuff at home and, you know, for example, people were watching loads of Tiger King and stuff like that. But I think this is different. I think this isn't like, I don't, I don't mean streaming on the uptick in terms of numbers. I don't mean streaming on the, on the uptick in terms of like consumption. I do mean in terms of the creativity of streaming and how we're, we're viewing streaming from an artistic point of view. I do think that's changing. I do think... I think because it's such a new thing, right? Like, apart from Netflix, most of these places have kind of jumped up in the past however many years. Um, for example, um, Paramount Plus with their Star Trek shows, that's new, um, relatively speaking. 
um and you know hbo max is only a few years old i think right um so like it's this thing of like i think these places have finally got their groove so to speak like they're doing their they're, they're, they're on their netflix their original netflix like when netflix is doing i keep saying netflix so i'm sorry about that netflix 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 um like kind of at the point where netflix was doing the again um the 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 marvel shows but it was also doing stuff like um oh i can't even remember off the top of my head but you know what i mean there was a lot of stuff to watch on netflix and consume and enjoy and people were talking about like stranger things and you know all that type of stuff so i feel like we're at that point with the other platforms now the other platforms are like we have established ourselves let's play it a little bit more risky let's do a few more fun things and i, I like like for example werewolf by night is a great example of this a direct tv mcu movie essentially right like it's, it's an hour long so it's not like it's not any longer than one of the episodes of a, of a show um but like it's a direct to tv mcu movie which is kind of funny it's kind of very like it's very true to what it is though as well like as an 80s kind of not an 80s but like a, a, a like a like old horror movie i don't know why i said 80s maybe it is 80s i don't know but you know what i mean it, it's very that horror movie um and like so it's kind of funny. I, I almost wish, and I know they can't, but I almost wish they did release it in like a, on a VH, VHS. I think that would be hilarious. Obviously, they, they won't, but that would be kind of funny because I feel like that's kind of what it is, right? It's kind of like almost, it's got that vibe to it when you watch the trailer. But what I'm trying to say is that they're, they're, they're pushing the board out and they're doing different things. And we now have a director TV MCU movie coming out in, a, in not, not long, actually. It's like two weeks very exciting i mean that kind of just it, it's springing out of nowhere and it's fun i i want them to try new things i want them to try pushing the boundaries because this is the thing and this is what i think a lot of people need to remember people have complained about the mcu being samey for years and now it's not being and i think the same is true of andor and star wars and i think the same is true of a lot of franchises right now they're trying not to be samey anymore and you kind of need to let them go with it. Like, I'm not saying you need to like it, but you kind of need to let them go with it. Because if you just say, like, cancel this, stop this, don't do it anymore, don't make a season two, you're cutting out creativity and the chance of creativity because you don't like something instantly. And even me, who doesn't like stuff, like, for example, I'm not happy with the and or use of original, like, uh, of real world, real world, real world swearing because I feel like it takes me out of the show. Like when um, when one of the corporal guys says, shit, we're surrounded or shit, they've, they're behind us or something. I, I forget the line, but um, I, it passed me by, admittedly, when I was watching the show. But people made me aware of it afterwards. And I was like, oh, actually, wow. Um, so I don't really have too much to complain because I, it kind of passed me by. I didn't take me out of the show in reality in the moment. But I like the use of, 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 of fictional swears because it makes it more Star Wars, right? You know, we're not dealing with something like um, ah, I, I, I'm trying to think of like a franchise, but you know, there's certain franchises where it's sci-fi, but it's still grounded in Earth and grounded in in like that kind of like you can say shit and frick and you know, I was I was going to say fuck, but I don't know why I said frick instead. See, this is three a.m. brain, th half three brain now, but you you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it, it's that thing of like I don't personally like it. I like your Carabasts and your Poodoos and your, um, I don't like Dank Farrick, I will admit, Dank Farrick or whatever it is, the, the Mando one I don't like. 
but like there, there are there are fun you know Sleemo that type of stuff I, I there's there's fun Star Wars swears and I feel like it's better to use those than than use real world ones like I mean there's some that kind of pass by because like like I, I I have a very weird thing about Star Wars in terms of that vein anyway because I don't even like 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 for example there's a character called Tim in the show and I hate that. I hate that. I hate normal names in Star Wars. And you guys are all going to say, I know it, it happens every time. What about Luke? And I'm like, yes. Okay, Luke is a normal name in Star Wars, but Luke is like an, an exception to the rule, not the rule. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn, um, Camp Dooku, um, Yoda, Mace Windu, um, Aayla Sakura, Adi Gallia, um, you know, Savage Opress. Like, you really got to put someone called Tim next to someone called Savage Opress. Like, I'm not saying they're in the same scene, but like, it's very weird to have such a dude. Like, like, you have, I, I don't know, again, Owen and Owen Lars. And so there is exceptions. But what I'm saying is like, having a guy called Tim next to like literally freaking Cassian Andor or Marva or like Bix. Like there's actually a couple called Tim and Bix. It's a thing that gets them. Like the only reason Tim passes just slightly is because it has a double M. So it's like Tim, Tim. It's like it's it's less bad. But like I hear Tim and I just freaking think of a Christmas Carol. I know it sounds stupid, but like imagine if there was a guy called Bob in the Star Wars universe. Like, how would you deal with that? That doesn't seem right. Like, imagine like someone like Bob meeting Darth Vader. Like, Bob and Darth Vader. It's like it's weird, right? Or Fred. Like Fred and like Fred and like Padme Amidala. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, the names are too disparate. Um, I mean, obviously, yes, it could happen in real life, and uh, but like, like, let me have my fiction with fictional names, with weird kind of pronunciations and all that type of stuff. Like, you really gonna have um, someone like Orson Krennic, and then John? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, anyway, I have written about names for Star Wars now, which is entirely not my topic, and in fact, entirely. Um, beyond the point of everything that I was trying to say. What I'm trying to say is there's immersion in shorts, and I think sometimes they go beyond it. But anyway, um, now that I've had my side tangent for whatever reason, I don't even know how we got onto that. That Again, 3 a.m. brain. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I kind of want to wrap up and just say I, I am really excited with where the shows are going at the moment, really excited with, with Star Wars going forward, Marvel going forward, Rings of Power going forward, which is something I didn't... I, I had it on my radar, but I didn't have it on my radar, if that makes sense. Like It, well, it was like it was on the periphery of the radar. Um, and, then, and then, obviously, eventually, one day, when I get through Game of Thrones, to watch House of the Dragon. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of good shows recently, Stranger Things, um, Sandman... Uh, I'm actually watching Breaking Bad now. I don't know why I did that. Fuck you guys, I guess. Uh, I put my middle finger up for those listening <laughs> listening on uh, on or whoa, wherever you listen, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think of the places now. Like Apple, Spotify, Audible, wherever you listen. Um, <laughs> I, I lost my point now. I've lost my point. Um, yes, there's a lot of good shows that you know. I'm, I'm start, I've started Breaking Bad, which is fun because that's like literally very old and then obviously there's better called soul which is finished on netflix as well but i don't know if was that on another, is that like an, on another platform or another a tv show or like on a channel or something and it's put on netflix as well i don't remember how that works anyway what i'm trying to say is is there's a lot of good tv right now 
I, I've talked about that and said that like a number of times in this now, and I feel like maybe you kind of get the point. And so now that my 3 a.m. nearing to 4 a.m. brain is winding down, I think I'm going to leave it there. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for um so your support of the channel continuously the the podcast continuously um and uh see you next time guys thanks for listening slash watching slash whatever you're doing thanks guys <laughs> <laughs>